Good morning. Today's reading is from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 to 33. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church. For we are members of the body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you for reading, Ratna, and for praying, Andy. Let's just pray as we start. You can probably hear from my voice that I'm not 100%. So, uh, and yeah, a spiritual work needs prayer. So let's pray together. Father, thank you for bringing us here together as a church. Thank you for the church. We pray that you would speak to us today, each of us. Please give me strength. Uh, give me clear, yeah, without too much coughing, um, clear words that come from you. And would you speak to all our hearts to give us a greater vision of you, of Jesus, and what you're doing in the world. In Jesus' name. Amen. (coughs) All right. Well, I've been in Hong Kong now for about six months. And uh, I guess when you're settling into a town, you slowly get to know where to find what, isn't it? Uh, We... uh, I guess Google Maps helps you, but uh, I know where to get my shopping. Uh, Welcome is the closest by. They don't have much imported food, so for that you need to go to Taste. Uh, For food, uh, I don't know, Café de Corral. The one in City one is great, but the one in uh, Shatin doesn't have the same kind of food. Those kind of things, right? You, you, You know your way around. You know, I need this, I know where to get it. And uh, in my case, I work for this church, I don't have a choice. But uh, Christians, we, we need some things, right? We need to hear sermons. Uh, so we, uh, we find the best place to hear sermons. Uh, we uh, want to worship God. So what's the best place to worship God? Uh, we, uh, we, we want to meet Christian friends. What's the best way to meet other Christians? I guess that's why what brings a lot of us to a church, right? A church that's where you get sermons and praise and friends. And I guess uh, for most, hopefully, it's uh, one place that ticks all the boxes. There are some people, they go to one church for the sermon and then to another church for the praise, those kind of things. But is that what church is about? Is it just the best place to get those things? Is church, yeah, uh, like welcome in that sense? Most of us wouldn't say so, but I mean, these days there are so many other options. You can listen online to some of the best preachers in the world. And some people, they like to just praise privately. We can meet people in so many ways. 
Why come to church? What is so important about us meeting here on a Sunday? Right? Or generally just being part of a church. Maybe you're here as a visitor. Yeah, maybe Christianity sounds good. But why the whole church thing? We kind of know, okay, God wants us to go to church. And so we, we want to tick the box, right? But why? Maybe you're here just for the schooling, right? Some people, I need to be going to a church just to uh, get my child into an SKH school. But what, what's so important about church? Why even become a member, right? This is a series on membership. Is a membership of a church something like the, the, the Hong Kong Country Club or something, right? I become a member so I can use the facilities, right? Uh, I want to uh, be part of this team or I want to come to that meeting. Oh, I need to be a member. Okay, I'll do that. I think many of us don't really have the right answers to that. Many of us wonder, okay, well, what's, yeah, why? I guess if you hear this, it can be very individual though, isn't it? What, it's about what I get out of it. I need a sermon, so I'll go to a church. I want to praise God. Uh, I want to go to that meeting, so let me become a member. Church is just helpful for me. And if the church is unhelpful, then, or I have other things to do, why go? Now, actually, if you think it's just about me and what I get out of it, you've completely misunderstood what the church is. Church, it means assembly. It is God's people being together. Uh, It's what God is doing. It's what it means to be saved. It's the the whole point is for us to be together. And I hope today, I I just want to prove that, to show that from the Bible, how important it is to to be gathered together so that in the next few weeks, yeah, being a member, a formal member, uh, being actively involved, it should just be natural once we understand who we are, what the church is. So that is what I want to do. I guess there's many ways I could do that. As you can see, there's a lot of things still to come. This is only the introduction. I could, of course, just take you through uh, the New Testament, and you can see that every Christian is part of a church. Uh, You read the book of Acts. It's all about churches, right? Uh, The Spirit comes, and then the believers are a group. And they're all together, and they, they said mission work, they plant churches. And the book is summarized, well, the church was strengthened, the church did this. All the letters are written to churches or church leaders. Clearly, in the New Testament, you don't find a Christian without a church intentionally. But more theologically, what is the church? How important is this? Well, the first thing that I find very striking is the focus on believers as one group. Believers as one group. Sorry. There is this real big focus in the Bible on believers as one group, which is is weird for us. We are so focused on, uh, yeah, we have our relationship with God that we often don't miss how much the Bible speaks of us as one group. So we had this great reading in Ephesians. Paul wants to explain to husbands how they should love their wives. 
Now, how would you have filled in that sentence? Husband, love your wives as Christ loved. I guess most of us would have said, as Christ loved you, right? Husband, think about how much Jesus loves you and then love your wife in the same way. Which is true, isn't it? But no, Christ loved the church. He doesn't even love believers, plural, he loves the church and gave himself up for her. And so marriage is patterned on the fact that Jesus loves this one group of people. And we, I don't know, a few weeks ago we looked at uh, another marriage passage in links groups and we found it so weird that, you know, uh, one billion people are the bride of Christ. There's one bride who consists of, uh, I don't know, a billion people. That's weird, isn't it? Because we think of marriage, you know, that's one person and one person. But it shows that, look, believers are one group. In the same passage, yeah, uh, the church is his body. Again, a body is not lots of parts, it's one whole. It consists of many members. Sorry, let me do this. It's an assembly. One bride, one body, uh, one household, yeah? one family. We talk about the Shatin Church family. We're not just a bunch of individuals, we are one group. Last year we looked at uh, 1 Peter, and this verse that we always heard, 2 verse 9, about who we really are. Look at how singular it is. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. It's all singular. Paul doesn't say you are God's special possessions, all 200 of you. You're God's special possession as a group. Now, we often miss that, don't we? Because we, we read the Bible the way, yeah, we just naturally, we read you and we think it's, it's you singular. No. The Bible is addressed to a group, and it talks about our relationship with God as a group. One group who is united. I guess maybe if you're Chinese, in, in China apparently family is more important. But as Westerners, we find this so difficult and given Western mission work and its history, it's, it's in the church everywhere. <coughs> I was speaking to someone on Friday, and she said how much she had been touched by the sermon on uh, New Year's Day. And it was really touching, and she kind of apologized for it. She said, yeah, I, I know the real thing should be our, our own relationship with God. And that the fact that when you meet on your own with your Bible, that it is much more important than us being here together. But no, the Bible has very little to say about our individual relationship with God. I said it, uh, yeah, I think it was on the church camp, I mentioned it. The New Testament has almost nothing to say about quiet times. There's a lot about the Word and encouraging each other and bringing the Word to each other. There's almost nothing about quiet times. Why? It's not the focus. The focus is on us as a group together. I'm not denying that we have an individual relationship with God, but the Bible doesn't focus on it. It focuses on us as a group. But why? Well, to be saved is to be gathered in the Bible. To be saved is to be gathered. I mean, an assembly is not just any group of people. It's a group that is gathered together. It comes up in the Bible, especially talking about Mount Sinai. The people have been rescued out of Egypt, 
and God brings them there around the mountain where he is. And that's called the day of the assembly, the day of the church, when God's people are gathered together around God. But there's such a focus on, if you just look at that, then you, you don't know what it's about. But if you read through the whole Bible, to be gathered, to be assembled, is about being saved. A group of people who are together around God that's being saved. And the opposite, to be judged, is to be scattered, to be divided, to be all over the place. Um, If we take a verse from Nehemiah, he prays, Remember the instruction you gave your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands, then even if your exiled people are at the farthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. As you, maybe some of you have a resolution to read the whole Bible this year, look out for those words, scatter and gather. They come up so often. How does the Bible start? It starts with Adam and Eve, with God. They're together. And then when they sin, they start fighting. Suddenly they're divided. Uh, Tower of Babel. What did people? What, what happened when people were judged? Well, they were divided and scattered, right? That's the Tower of Babel. And then God promises Abraham, I'll make you a great nation. Not lots of people. Whoops. One nation. Uh, Israel was supposed to be a nation. They had these festivals where they came all together around the temple. Uh, and that was the highlight of the year, being all together around God. Uh, judges, it's a mess because they're fighting and killing each other. David unites the kingdom, brings them together. Uh, after Solomon's sin, they split into uh, two nations. We saw that before Christmas. Uh, when they get sent out of the land, they are scattered And when God brings them back, well, say Ezekiel, lots of promises. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. I will bring them out from the nations and gather them from the countries. And I will bring them into their own land. And you get the picture? God's ideal, God's plan is to be together around him. And... Through sin, through judgment, we're scattered. We're away on our own, far away, lost in the dark. And to be saved is to be brought back to God, but to to be brought back together, to be gathered into a community. It's when you you read Acts, what happens with all these people, there's this focus on us being together. The early church, they had everything in common, they were together. You see heaven in Revelation. It's a crowd around a throne. That is is the church. It's the people God has saved. So, yeah, the church is not just any assembly. I mean, any assembly can be an assembly, but it is, oops, God saves people gathered around him. Being assembled is to be saved. They're almost the same. I don't know what you think of, okay, God has saved me. What does it mean to be saved? I guess you think of not going to hell. Uh, That's part of it. But a big part is to be gathered with others. To be one group. That's what we used to be long ago in the Garden of Eden. That went wrong, but no, God saved us. 
Salvation is a group thing. Salvation is not, well, one person saved over there, one person over there. No, God brings you out and brings you to him altogether. It's what heaven will be like, the new creation will be like. It will be all of us together with God. And think about it. I I don't know how that sounds to you. Is it important to be together with others? And many of us, if, if we like some holiday, we like to be on our own. But it's partly because people are sinful, isn't it? But think about it deep down. I mean, how do you punish someone? Oops. You punish someone by putting them in solitary confinement, right? Take them away from everyone else. That's punishment. When our children are naughty, what do we do? Well, go to your room. You're not allowed to join us. To be away alone on your own, that's, that's terrible. On the other hand, being together is the best thing, right? Uh, the United Nations, it has its flaws, but if we think about it, it's, there's something good about that, right? Humanity back together. The problem is it's without God, but there's something good about it. Christmas, I was away from my family. They were in Korea. I was here. Apart from Christmas Day, where I kind of, yeah, some lovely people invited me. <laughs> it was just so lonely, right? It's not how it should be. We should be together with others. If you're single, you, you know that. You, you want to be together with others. Being single hurts. Yeah. The answer, though, is, in, is the church, not marriage. But, yeah, the, uh, the feeling that singleness, I want to be with others, that is true. And so, yeah, that God saves you. That God saves you to bring you into a group, into a community. That's a wonderful thing. And that is what you're part of. If you've trusted in Jesus and you're a Christian, you're part of that. You're part of God's assembly. You're part of God's people, part of God's community. That's what you were made for. And that's what you're part of. Spiritually, you are a church member. You are part of that great crowd around the throne in heaven. Of course, how does that relate to us here? This is not heaven. This is TST school. Next week, breakthrough. Well, it's quite simple. The church is heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. The Bible talks about people in a local church as still the church. Yeah? Paul writes the church of God in Corinth. He writes your God's assembly in Corinth. It talks about the church throughout Judea. Even though we're here not in heaven, we are the church. We are God's assembly. Not with every believer throughout all time and space, but all the believers in a certain area. But in a way, it's the church, right? It's the same people around the same God. Yeah? When uh, yeah, Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them. If we're here gathered in Jesus' name, we are the church. We are God's saved people gathered around him. That's who we are. That's why church matters. It's, it's God's plan made visible. Again, think about marriage. So EJ and I are married. That means we are, we are one on a, on a deep spiritual level, right? God has joined us together. We are one flesh. But the problem is you can't see that. But how do we express that? 
oneness. Well, we, we have a home and a family and those kind of things, right? Our spiritual oneness is made visible through our life together. And it's the same with the church. Our oneness, that we are all part of God's church, God's assembly, it's expressed here. Sundays are important. We meet here together around God. I know it's me speaking, actually. If I'm speaking God's word, it's God in our midst speaking to us, being here with us by his spirit. Church is God's assembly. And so if that is all true, then, whoops, church is just who you are. Church is not something you go to for something. Church is who you are. If you're a Christian, you are a part of the church. It's what happened when you believed. And when you prayed to Jesus, please make me part of, yeah, yeah, please save me. He, he, he did that. He brought you here. And so the question is not, do I need a church? Should I join a church? You are part of the church. It's just, okay, where are you going to practice that? How are you going to express that? And it's just who you are. It's what it means to be a Christian, is to be a part of the church. Again, take marriage. Imagine an engaged couple. And uh, they're talking, and uh, the woman asks, so uh, where do you think we should buy an apartment to live? And the guy says, oh, live together. I, li- I like living with my parents. It's close to work. It's cheap. I just want to stay there. You stay with your parents. Isn't that the best? <laughs> right? He misses the point. And if he says, well, I guess it's a convenient way to meet together. Right? Starting a family is not a convenient way to be together. It's not convenient, right? It's just who you are. If you don't think about living together as, as married, you've missed the point. And it's the same with the church. Yes, it's a convenient place for sermons and praise, but it's, that's not the point. The whole essence is being together. So, yeah, I guess many of you here, you are committed to this church, and, and that's great, that's important. There are some people who just they go to this church one day and not to church that way uh, that week. I'm glad you're here, but let me say that is not who you are, right? If you're a Christian, you are part of the church. And you should be part of one fellowship where you belong and where you're involved. One local family that expresses that you are part of the family of God. It doesn't have to be here. It might be another church. But, but Christians need a church. They need a home. Because that's what it is, isn't it? Church is a, is a home. We've talked so much about being in exile. Uh, that's this, the world is broken. We don't belong here. But we do belong in a way here on Sundays, right? This feels like home. This is where we meet our family, meet our, our church, our assembly. This is, this is it. And like... I don't know, if you're, EJ loves to go to Korean restaurants abroad just because it makes her feel like home. Yeah? Church should make you feel like home. Church is just who you are. So yeah, be involved and come on Sunday, come on church. Of course, church doesn't mean um, that if you go here that you are saved. Eh? It is, you come here because you are saved. Just like a man and woman uh, who just are, they're not married but they share a house 
that is not a marriage. They're not married just because they live together. No, because they are married, they live together. But church is just who you are. And that means then that church is about us and God. Oops. You need to come here for others. We come here for God, of course. And there are some churches that forget about God. But I guess that's not our danger. We love God. And we love our relationship with God. But church is about us and God. Church is an assembly. It's a group of people. Teaching is very important. Please go to a church with good Bible teaching. But it's not the only thing. We meet together around the Word. Uh, I hope you join in the worship. But again, that's not the main thing. The main thing is to be together around God. So come to share your life. Don't come at 9.30 and be here and then you zoom out as soon as it's finished. And we haven't, you've not talked to anyone. That's not church, isn't it? That's not being together. You need to make time for others. Uh, come early, stay late, have lunch. Not just Sundays, during the week. That is, right? That, that's who we are. We are God's assembly. We are God's people. That means that this might not be the right church for you. I mean, if it is partly about sharing life, I mean, if this is too far away that you can't be involved, maybe a more local church is better. Or if you really don't speak English and you would have a much better community somewhere else, maybe that is better. But if church really is about people together around God, together, that's worth thinking about. What is the best church? I I mean, I hope for a lot of people it's this one. But that's something to think about. I, I just don't think we do this very well. I spoke to someone who said Sunday is the loneliest day of the week for her. That's terrible, isn't it? Now, we, let's try, hopefully from this series, but in general, let's make this us. Let's make church about each other, not just about me and God. And so when we have refreshments in a moment, it's not about refreshments. We should call it fellowship time. That is the point, not the drinks, even though they're very nice. Well, just think about it. How do you see the peace? I think that's a very good test, the peace. So you have to get up and shake people's hands. If you think, well, what a distraction, I get nothing out of it, that shows that you haven't understood what church is about, right? Church is about us being together. It should be one of the highlights that you can actually meet others. So that is our, uh, yeah, our challenge this week. Be aware of others. Church is about us and God. And let's do that in a moment with the Lord's Supper. So we're going to share the Lord's Supper. We do that as the people of God. We have one bread that we break and share together. Now my guess is that most of us stand in the queue just like you would do at Welcome or at McDonald's, right? I stand in the queue and then it's my turn to get something. Let's look around, okay? Remember, these are the people Jesus has saved. These are the people Jesus has brought together and he's brought me into this. Okay, can you think about that today as we have the Lord's Supper? Be aware of of others and have this together. Let's make this a a meal together. That's what the early church did. They didn't have it in here. They have a meal together. 
So let's make the Lord's Supper today a bit of a meal together, right? And say, yeah, this is my, my church, my family. Great. I, I hope that's helpful. Uh, this is who we are, and this is what we should do.